0: Welcome, 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 everybody to Drive Through HR. It is our first show of 2020, and uh, that means, of course, we will be celebrating our 10-year anniversary here in about a month. I am, right. um, I am, I'm Robin Schooling, one of your hosts, along with Michael Vandervoort, my co-host. Hey, Mike.
1: Oh, hey, Robin.
0: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What? Uh, I
1: uh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say it's um you know I'm 2 days past my saints losing so um my right. initial happy new year is is over but you know I'm 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 being positive. We've got Mardi Gras So I'm fine.
1: Yeah. You were happy during the game right up until the end. But uh exactly. no, not really. You were at all. Um no, yeah, it, it's it's great to be back. Uh, we had a had a nice uh, holiday break, and glad glad to be back for New Year's. We got a, I think we've got an interesting story today. Um, gonna gonna introduce our guests here in just one second, but uh, anyway, Happy New Year to everybody that's listening, and and our tenth year anniversary in a bit. Yeah, so that is, it's kind of a big year for drive through. so that'll be cool. I don't know if we're gonna do anything special, but we'll we'll see. Um, anyway, our guests are. Uh, are Chad and Tom, and they have a story for small and medium-sized business owners about healthcare and meeting the challenges of it in kind of an interesting way. So they're going to share our story. But you want to go ahead and introduce them, Robin?
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, so let's kick it off. And um, uh, Tom, why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, introduce yourself first. Tell our tell our listeners a uh, little bit about you, who you are.
2: Sure. You, Thank you for the you intro.
3: Pleasure to be with you all today. Absolutely flattered. And uh, I don't want to steal um, <clears throat> Chad's thunder here, but uh, my name is Tom DeLegro. I own and operate Benefit Advisors of Charleston. Uh, <clears throat> quite frankly, to be very um, you know, humble, I'm just a an advisor. Uh, I don't even want to say <laughs> that I'm an insurance salesperson. I just uh, have seen solutions and that are practical, simple, and I just try to market them to my local uh, marketplace, uh, no more, no less. I, um, the, the real uh, heroes of this whole uh, effort that I'm undertaking are the employers uh, and their employees that, that have the um, gumption and wherewithal and the bravery to, uh, to, frankly, go against the grain and do something different. Um, My background is in health insurance. Uh, It never quite made sense to me the way we did things the way we do in this country. So I founded my business on fundamentally uh, reimagining how health care and health benefits are distributed to employees through the employer group. Um, And you mentioned the Health Rosetta. Uh, It is a fantastic organization I belong to, uh, a charter member. And essentially what we say is the solutions are out there for employers that are consider themselves small or, or large um, mm-hmm. we just need to scale them and so that's frankly all I do I just tell stories and try to match up solutions with employers that are willing to uh, go down the road
0: excellent and um and one of one of the uh one of the folks that you've partnered with uh, successfully that we're going to dive into <laughs> um, is uh, is also a guest with us today so chad um, do you want to introduce yourself and Tell
2: us a little bit about what you do. Yeah. No, so my name's Chad DeFries and the general manager of Inline Packaging Systems. We are a small company who does big things in the packaging world. We build machinery for automating the filling, labeling, capping of bottles. And we have completed our 25th year of business just this past May, and we have 32 employees. And so it's mm. a... You know, we're a growth company and kind of a growth industry, so a lot into our food packaging and distilled spirits, craft beverages, that sort of thing. So that's who we that's who we are, that's what we do.
0: Yeah. And you know, I can uh I can relate, um and I've I've worked for large global organizations, I've worked for mid sized organizations. My current company we have uh we're we're at about the size that you are, so less than fifty employees, so uh, the struggle is real around health care costs, um, and you're self-funded as well, correct? Correct. Yeah. Partly, so, partially
2: so, before, we, we had a, a unique plan that we've got in place.
0: Okay. Well, tell us, um, you know, I mean, healthcare care costs, um, whether, whether you're a small or mid-sized business or a large enterprise. I mean, for all the many, many years, decades, I've been working in HR. Um, you know, I think every year um, it's, you know, it's a top concern for business owners, for HR staff, What what what's going to happen with our costs. And, and then we get to that point of deciding how do we manage that internally? What, what does the company absorb and what costs get passed on to the employees? So, what have you, you know, what were you seeing over the last several years? What, what sorts of of cost impact was was coming?
2: Well, we've we've sort of cycled through a couple of different uh, insurance companies over the past several years, just chasing a good rate and quality care. And yeah. gosh, I think Tom, it's been two years ago, or a little over two years ago, that we got hit with an increase from Etna. That was 60, about uh, north of 60% year over year. Wow. And it was, it, was a really, yeah. uh, it, it was a really tough one to swallow. And so what, you know, Tom and I had met a few years ago before we were actually working with another firm at the time, and uh, he came in and introduced himself and, and sort of described what he what he does. And so I actually just, you know, he met me with a challenge that if he could help me engineer a plan that would provide better health care to my employees and reduce costs. Would I, would I, would I take interest in it? And, and I bet. And so I actually challenged yeah. him with, uh, you know, giving us an option that would allow us to you know, provide costs uh, that would be almost zero to our employees. Mm. And uh, he really delivered. <laughs> he really did.
1: Mm. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> that's, that's amazing. Cause that's I don't know that that sixty percent increase was um the two hundred but you, you you achieved something like a two hundred thousand dollar cost reduction right It was there an was annual year over year decrease
3: yeah annual it based off of that. it was based off of that sixty nine percent increase when I first met gotcha. okay and, so uh, I wasn't
1: sure where the number came from, but yeah, that makes sense.
3: Sorry, so total annual, pre- total annual premium uh, after that 69% increase uh, to what the total cost is is now annualized. And uh, I think the, the key thing that Chad had to, uh, or frankly anybody that we encounter, is there's no magic bullet. And this is where Chad and people like him um, really deserve all the credit because it, it does require more work. And I think from my perspective, you know, the this as a whole, it's, it's just a year-to-year analysis. Um, you right. know, it could, would have been easy for Chad to go, "Oh, we got 69% increase. Let's renew to something that makes it less bad." Well, 35% right, right. increase is still bad. It's just not as bad as 69. And so, um, where um, employers um, are realizing is when you uh, take the initiative and spit yourself out of that annual renewal process, and just mm-hmm. look at something less bad. Then doors open up and options present themselves that allow you to do exactly what inline packaging did, which was mm-hmm. significantly reduce costs for the um, the group, the company, and uh, the employees with more direct, uh, no no uh, cost access to uh, to primary care. So. Um, yeah it's really driven by the employer it's driven by the employer's desire um, and how much work they want to put into it and how much risk they're willing to take, not from a financial perspective, uh, but I think the the one thing that we fought over the year and it was a year process okay this wasn't overnight um, and this is where I give credit to Chad and inline is the biggest concern was how will this impact my employees? How do we make yeah. sure that nobody's adversely impacted and it's amazing isn't it when you put your heart at the center of your decision-makings, huh. everything, mm-hmm. you know, that's when good things start to happen. So um, that's where guys like Chad really deserve a lot of credit for who are doing things like this.
2: Well, what I thought um... uh, for my guys is that we not give them a – I don't have a different plan from the rest of them. And so I was sort of leading my team down this path, not just sort of saying here's your new option, but we actually got in the boat with them. And are uh, sort of in the exact same plan and the same healthcare delivery that the rest of our employees and all of our staff have. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What, um, and this may be a, a, a question for Tom more than Chad, what are the challenges, are there different challenges faced by small, mid sized businesses when looking at healthcare costs or renewals or impact? Um, uh, what are the challenges small, mid-sized businesses face that a large enterprise perhaps doesn't uh, yeah,
3: face? The, the, so uh, what we see at the health a level especially is a lot more opportunity for companies that are larger in a given market to f- essentially throw their weight around. And one of the fundamental blueprints of a at a style plan is fundamentally founded on direct contracting with, at minimum, a, a primary care provider. Or in some cases, surgery centers all the way up to uh, direct contracting with the hospital system. Now, if you have 500 or 1,000 employees I can tell you as a former hospital exec, uh, that speaks. And the hospital systems want that business, and they're more willing to bend Mm -hmm. and and, um, uh, concede to some of the demands that an employer who's trying to make a direct contract with them. Mm -hmm. A small employer, frankly, just simply doesn't have that kind of clout. Uh, so, yeah. if we're working with an inline packaging, there's no way we're going to knock on uh, a local health uh, system's door and say, hey, we can, you know, steer 30 people your way. You're, it's just not yeah. going to happen. So, you just mm. can't, and, and, number one. Number two, there's just not a lot of dollars filling that claims bucket to where you can have an impact or have security. That one shot claim is not going to blow up the entire plan like we saw two years mm. ago when that 69% mm. increase was assessed. I mean, it's just a mathematical um, uh, reality. So when you're working in the small to medium-sized business um, niche, that what we deem as insurance, quote-unquote, fundamentally has to be redefined. Um, And in the case of Inline, uh, there's no insurance at all. It's a medical cost-sharing solution uh, that is the catastrophic stop-loss um, and essentially gives the same look, smell, and feel of a large uh, association-type plan, health plan. Uh, you're just doing it from a community-based medical cost-sharing perspective uh, versus one single company um, you know, designing their own self-insured plan.
0: Yeah.
3: So, so, yeah so it's, just unique, does... it's just unique challenges that they face. There's just more, more things that they have to bend their mind around.
1: I was going to just ask, so can you kind of explain a little more the framework of the community? It's just something I'm not that familiar with. So I'm sure. I'm asking for my, but I think a lot of people will have the same question. Sure. Can you explain how that works?
3: Sure. Uh, community-based medical cost sharing is essentially a big, giant bucket. Uh, the company that we're using is Sedara Health. And in essence, if you boil it down to brass tacks, we have about, Oh, geez, probably six or seven hundred small businesses around the country that are filling this proverbial bucket that is meant to pay out medical needs. Okay, Um, so it's no different than a self-insured employer who's reserving claim funds with a third party administrator, except in this case, you're uh, banding employers together through this, quote, community and everybody's through their monthly contributions is filling this proverbial bucket. Right. And any need or any catastrophic medical expense through this uh, company, Sedera, is paid out of that bucket that they are collecting uh, membership fees from every month. So the concept is very similar to a traditional health plan, self insured or fully insured. You have reserves, and uh, companies via premium in the traditional model are or, or paying it to a company uh, who then pay out claims, except we're just doing it via. Uh, medical cost-sharing instead of a an insurance approach. And it's pretty much piggybacks on the faith-based cost-sharing uh, market, which is robust and has increased exponentially since 2014. People might be familiar with MediShare or Liberty. Um, Sidera models after that medical cost-sharing concept. It's just not operated in a faith-based capacity.
2: Okay.
3: okay.
0: What um one of the things you know uh, and and I, I I've tended to work or have very you know kind of traditional um coverage plans um at the organizations I've worked for when I was uh, working with Choosing Our Solutions um one of the key things I uh, you know and it, which has gotten a lot more talk I guess lately is around uh, transparency and transparency to. Um, the plan participants, in in particular, to help them make good healthcare decisions and determine, you know, what what the costs are to be wise consumers of of mm-hmm. their coverage. Um, is is that a component embedded in in the plan that that you've designed for um, for inline? And and I guess that's a yeah. question for Chad. Maybe you know how important was that um, for your employees.
2: Well, from a just a sheer economics standpoint, right? The person when you bring the person paying for the the service closely to the service delivered, the cost improves. So, in this case, for instance, yeah, we have a direct primary care doctor in in North Charleston, conveniently located relative to all of our employees. And so, what what our employees are challenged to do, and honestly incentivized to if they have to have some sort of a, let's just say it's an MRI on a knee, they, they shop a little bit rather than just going to where the yeah. hospital plan or the previous insurance plan would say, well, just go here and have an MRI. So we incentivize yeah. them a little bit uh, by shopping around. And, and the way we do that is we split the, so this health sharing plan has what's called an individual unshared amount. It's kind of like a deductible, but we don't use that word deductible because it's not insurance. Okay. And so what. What we do is, as a company, we split that deductible with our employees. And so, for instance, if they save, if the procedure can be done for $500 instead of 1200 then they're yeah. only paying half of $500. So we meet yeah. them halfway at the first dollar. And so it incentivizes them to be good stewards of, of their own resources but also company resources so that everyone yeah. in the plan benefits.
3: Yeah. Essentially, it comes down to you can go where you've always gone and pay what you've always paid, or you can use the pathway laid out by inline packaging and have little to no out-of-pocket costs for your health uh, expenses. Um, yeah. And I can't emphasize how important this direct primary care relationship is with Dr. Reinhardt at Neighbors Med. Um, the, the whole plan is, is predicated on easy, friction, frictionless access to primary mm-hmm. care. Uh, And to the point where Sedera actually gives a discount for uh, those entities that incorporate direct primary care into their program. So um, what we've set up is essentially, um, you know, one of the big things that's marketed in South Carolina through one of the health plans is a $0 copay. Well, you have to Mm -hmm. peel that back a little. That doesn't make the visit free. Okay. Somebody Mm -hmm. is sharing that payment in a copayment arrangement. (laughs) Right. And does the employer or the employee have any input in what the actual cost of that copay is? In the traditional hmm. ah. sense, no. What we've done with Inline is said, okay, direct primary care is X amount, and it's you know the starting price. So when Chad goes to design a plan, when it comes to designing the cost sharing, there's no copayment. There's just payment, which is better for the employee better for the yeah. company and better for the physician who frankly is often forgotten <clears throat> in the whole equation because on our traditional copay method um, through a health insurance company, either that physician is being under reimbursed or they're being over reimbursed, both adversely yeah. affecting the member and, and, the, the employer group. So when you eliminate or minimize that third party as much as possible, and you have arrangements like Chad has with Dr. Reinhardt. Uh, the economics and the holy nail of Adam Smith all of a sudden start to make sense.
2: The other thing it does that is sort of an unseen uh, benefit is that uh, our guys, you know, are not all six figure employees, right? We're a small business. And so for most people, they would say, Oh, 40 or $50 coping for doctor visit. Okay. Big deal. You know, who are business owners, but, for an individual who's, you know, a single-income family, it is a big deal. And so what we yeah. we really attack this plan, not just from the standpoint of saving money. I mean, that's a benefit for sure. But it really is for me as much about quality health care delivery. And so these guys who previously might muscle through and, and not go see a doctor until it's in pneumonia and they have to go to the emergency mm-hmm. room, They now actually, there is no barrier for them to go see the doctor before it becomes an issue that's emergency room worthy. And so for us, view was not just, and it also, it means that we can hold our guys to the standard of accountability for their attendance, for their own health care management, so that we we can hold them. You don't have to pay to get a doctor's note if you're sick. If you're sick, go to the doctor, get a note. There isn't a $40 fee to take a sick day. And so for us, it was a real benefit, not just from the standpoint of cost, but really from healthcare delivery and managing the well-being of our employees.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I had a question about, um, you know, like the changeover from a more traditional plan to this type of plan. Uh, for Chad, I guess. I was, so, so before I ask the question, can, I, I want to give you kudos for, saying a couple of things that are near and dear to my heart. Um, the fact that you like, you have the same plan as your employees. Not every company does it that way and differentiation for executives. It's, it's great that you have skin in the game that way and that you, you know, that you guys are all kind of sharing that. So I think that, I think that helped sell the plan, but I'm wondering how you communicated the changes and what kind of challenges you had there in getting, getting from a, your, from Aetna, I guess it was to Sidera.
2: Well, honestly, it, the sell was fairly easy in the sense that if you consider most people consume 90% of their lifetime healthcare dollars in the last five years of their life, for us, it was really a matter of just laying out simple math for our employees to give them an example of – and we, we used like a, a kidney stone as an example when Tom and I were pitching this uh, or explaining this method to our guys – and for them, it was really a fairly smooth transition because, in the event that they had a need, their out-of-pocket costs would actually be significantly less on this plan. And so what we've done is we've we've set aside funds in our internal accounting to be able to assist with those deductibles and and sort of meet them at the very beginning. So the guys who are afraid of leaving a traditional health insurance because it's all that they've ever known, one Me and the rest of our, you know, senior leadership team being involved in the same plan, I think, was a a comforting uh, thing for them and that we were also going into the same boat, Uh, but also providing for them on the front end with the knowledge that if they have uh, some major event, right, everyone assumes, you you guys sort of the insurance company and the individual are betting the opposite bets, right? Everybody's betting they're going to get cancer and and be terribly ill and they'll go bankrupt. And so for us, sort of Cutting that off at the pass with a, an explanation of how this plan works and how their, uh, their needs are provided for in this plan in a better way than the previous plan was really the key to making the transition smooth from Aetna. None of our guys really had a, a great experience with that plan in the sense that one, one gentleman on the plan went to fill a prescription on the previous plan in the last 30 days, and he was going to say, oh, I'm going to get my last prescription, and the 90-day supply is going to be $600. And so what we found is he actually waited until the new plan got with our direct primary care and found an equivalent medication. You're not going to believe it, but for $45 per month. And so wow. that, that very quick early win for us in the plan mm-hmm. was part of that. Where you have people yeah. who very much at the beginning, every one of my guys circled into the to the primary care physician within the first thirty days to do an evaluation to meet the doctor, mm. uh, you know, sort of in a in a clinical setting rather than just meeting him at our facility. Right. And so that was kind of key to make that transition because it sort of dealt with the pain points and the fear the fear factor of making the move from traditional health insurance to a more market-based healthcare delivery plan. I'm
3: going to interject here. I'm not going to let Chad pass the buck and say it was on math. Okay. This was <laughs> a year long process and it was his leadership to drive positive change in any organization. Forget about benefits. It requires yeah. a strong leader. And that came from Chad and the management team at Inline Packaging. They recognized a the problem. It was not an overnight fix. It was very deliberate. Like I said, it was 12 months before mm-hmm. we started talking to it, but when we executed. And Chad, I will tell you, the employees were skeptical, at least when I, where I was in there, about the direction <laughs> they were going. But they, oh, they were bought into what you were selling. And so the take-home message for me is you can't be wishy-washy. You have to make a decision mm-hmm. at the company level that we are not going to take this anymore and it's spearheaded by a team or an individual at a company to drive that positive change.
0: Yeah. And it speaks to, it speaks to the folks working there that, that, that they had the trust in, in Chad yeah. and the leadership team to, to, to make the right decision. Um, we are down to just under five minutes here. So, uh, I, we could go on on this forever. This is fascinating. Yeah. fascinating Sorry. Um, so um before we wrap up let let me toss one one final question out um see if we can get um some information in a in a couple of minutes here what are some resources we've already mentioned um health rosetta which is healthrosetta.org um to learn a little bit more about um as they call it this blueprint for for uh, 21st century health benefits but what are some other resources um, that businesses can use to learn about or respond to challenges in this area.
2: They could always I'm call me. Say, me but... That's <laughs> what I was going to say, Tom, and I, don't, and I don't mean to make this a sales pitch for Tom, but I will say this, that, you know, I'm focused on my business, so it's important that companies don't try to bring everything. You can't do everything and you can't be everything. So for me, it was really important to partner with a, a, a provider who is an expert because I wasn't going yeah. engineer this plan. And so that's key for me is finding an expert. Yeah. yeah and, and a website that I'll throw out is
3: primary care is an effective uh, foundation for any functioning health system, whether it be at a company or at a country. Uh, so one of the things that I would encourage people to do is check out uh, dpcfrontier.com. Um, and if, if there's one takeaway that I would encourage employers to look at is Find yourself a direct primary care physician and offer that as a benefit, um, mm-hmm. and, and and start there because once you start there, a lot of the other things start to fall into place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 is so interesting. So interesting. So, um, as we wrap up here, um, let's start with Chad. Chad, where could um, where can folks find you online? Um, uh tell us you know where they can uh, even if they they come in through inline packaging if any of our listeners uh would want to connect with you as
2: as yeah. a business um owner the, the simple way is uh, our website is www.inlinepack.com and there are okay. links on the webpage to be able to connect with me uh you know shoot me an email questions that sort of thing and I'd be glad to forward them along to Tom. Tom is based out of Charleston, but he, he does work all over the country.
0: Excellent. So um, that's a great segue to Tom. Tom, where can, um, yeah. where can folks get a hold of you?
3: Yeah, website, benefit advisors of uh, Emails Tom at benefit of Charleston.com. Reach out to me, phone, email. Um, no business hours. So I try to be available and accommodating to everybody's schedule. I, I do work around the country, so time zones are a real thing. But uh <laughs> yeah, that's that's me where my and where I'm based at. I'm in right now to have uh Charleston proper here.
0: Excellent. That was Excellent. Uh,
1: that that was a really great story and I wish we had about another half hour because there really is a lot more stuff you could talk about. Um but, anyway, thanks for being our guests today, Chad and Tom, and, and uh, hopefully we can connect with you again sometime. Yeah, yeah
2: enjoy
0: that.
1: Thank you very much. Yep. Good talking to you guys.
0: Thank you, everybody. Have a good uh, right. rest of the week.
3: You too. Take you too, care. Yeah. Bye. Bye